This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Oh, uh, I hope you're looking and feeling your best. Hope you're having a nice day. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, wondering recently if anyone's ever listened to this podcast on a boat. If you're on a boat, that would be exciting. I can't imagine what circumstances would bring you to listening to any podcast on a boat. Uh, I've recently been camping, so if you feel you know, like a slight shift towards a more rugged feel of this podcast. That's where that's coming from. Uh, that will just continue. That's kind of a permanent part of my personality now. I've camped for the first time in 15 years. And now we're going to get into the podcast. I cannot wait for today's episode. I adore today's guest. Just a wonderful person. It's Meredith Scardino. Meredith, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Oh, thank you for having me. This is very exciting. Do you camp? Um, I've been camping. I like camping when there's an expert around. Mm-hmm. Someone who can guide the activities. And someone who I feel confident is aware of the local wildlife and how to deal with them. Like, right. I'm very brave near an expert. Well, that's but it's I'm easy to have a shield. Coward. Yes, but I'm a coward... <laughs> around just people I know or my family, you know, like, like if I'll go, if I'll just go out with friends, I'll be like, well, you don't know how to deal with a bear. You don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you can't just wander into the woods with a group of non-experts. Yeah. I like an expert. I love an expert. Uh, is the bear the biggest fear for you in the woods? It's funny you say that because, well, I love bears and I've read a lot about bears and I've watched a lot about bears. But one time I went camping, um, in, I think it was Mount Washington, up, up in New Hampshire. And um, I was with Andrew and his friend, Sam, we went to, he, who uh, we all went to college together. And we were camping at a place, uh, we were at a campsite, and it was pouring down rain, like oh, lightning no. storm. And we were in a field. And so I was just like, we, we shouldn't be in this field. We're going to die. <laughs> and then they were just, you know, just drinking some whiskey and being like, we're fine. There's higher things that'll get hit by lightning first. And I was like, no, we need to get to the car. So then I 
was scared of that. But then after the thunderstorm ended, then I was scared of bears. Mm-hmm. And then after it like became light out and I was no longer scared of bears for whatever reason, I was scared of bears at night. Um, then I was like, what if I have a heart attack out here? So I was like, there's like a hierarchy of fears. <laughs> like whatever one fear would be abated, like the next one would slot in like a, like a, a vending machine that's, you know, doling out freedom. <laughs> there's like another <laughs> thing behind it. There are like 50 other things that could happen to you during camping before the heart attack should be the fear. That's true. Yeah. No, I, I just didn't think of those. And I don't know what, what I would have been worried about after the heart attack. I, I was... <laughs> That was the last one. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess I just my my status quo is being a little bit scared of something looming. <laughs> just ruining everyone's fun on the camping yeah. trip. Uh, my biggest fear, I think, uh, outside of animals is falling into the fire. Oh, really? I never worry about that. You don't? I always feel like I'm I'm a little too reckless around the fire and I'm clumsy and I'm, I feel like the loose dirt and all of this, I'm going to end up in a fire at some point. Um, oh, that's interesting. That'd be really scary. I mean, do you think it has anything to do with being a redhead? Like you already see your your hair is sort of fiery. It's kind of this entity. elemental <laughs> thing that's part of my genetic makeup. Right. <laughs> the fire is calling to me. Right. Yeah. Kind you're of drawn. Way. So maybe you're scared because you're drawn to it. Yeah. Every time I'm around the fire, I hear whispers of "Come home, come home." <gasps> <laughs> I don't know. That scares me. Uh, running out of water scares me. Yeah, but I feel like, yes, running out of water is very scary, but I feel like you've got three days before you would you would die. That's true. And then you've got like about 21, I believe, for hunger. 21? That's so wild to me that you can go 21 full days. I, I go no food. eight hours and I'm screaming. Uh, yeah, I know. I agree. What does day 15 feel like? Maybe by day 15, there's sort of like a weird plateau where you're like, oh, maybe I never need food again. And then you're like, no, I very much need food. I don't know. Let's hope we never get in that situation. So was Mount Washington the last camping trip you took? Do you count like a safari? Uh, Yeah, that's a good question. What's the difference between safari? That feels like camping to me. I I feel like camping is, uh, feels like something you have to do in America. (laughs) And then if you're if you're in a tent in another country, you've got to have a different word for it. How do you know my safari was outside of America? <laughs> you took a, was in New a Jersey. safari in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I like I, I've gone camping in Montana, like on horseback with my dad. Oh, see, now this is uh you were in a rodeo. That's yeah, and it was very fun. And that was surrounded by experts. So I loved, okay. I loved it. A team of experts. That was all. That was. I like to be surrounded by a team of experts <laughs> at all times. And then I'm the most. I'm so brave. I'm so relaxed. I'm having the best time. <laughs> the lack of experts. I love hiking. I oh, love. Hiking. I adore it. Do you hike often? We went on probably a two and a half or three mile hike the other day. And did you take uh, Willie? Yeah, Willie is an Willie's my um, trusty spaniel. She's ten years old now. One of the most now. beautiful women in the world. She's so gorgeous. She makes me feel like a pig. Like I just, <laughs> I walk around with her, and I'm I almost feel like she's embarrassed to be seen with me. She's so stunningly beautiful. She just looks like she should be on a 
on a Ralph Lauren, like, embroidered <laughs> pillow at all times or paint it. <laughs> um, she's in here. Willie, come here. Oh, my God. This is such a treat. This is one of my favorite dogs on the planet. She, Her hair looks so deeply conditioned. It just looks like she's wearing a wig at all times. I, we made, I made a video of her one time where she's working at a desk and is mistaken for a beautiful, enchanting woman from behind. Yes. And then she turns There's, around. Occasionally, it was, it's a little like, excuse me, miss, and then it turns around and it's a dog. Right, and it was set to the song, Who's That Lady? Who, by the way... I keep putting it back on my Instagram and I keep getting a notice that like Sony has pulled it down because of copyright infringement. And every oh, time, every time there's, cause there's a button that says, would you like to um, protest this or, or something like that? <laughs> Take and us to every court. single time I write, I press it and I go, listen, I think that the artist who's saying who the, who's that lady will agree. There's no other song that correctly <laughs> encapsulates the setting where my dog is mistaken for a beautiful woman from behind. I'm sure the artist will grant me <laughs> permission. Please, I will see you in court. I'm happy to state my case. And I just keep doing that every few months. And I, I've done it like six times in the past five years. <laughs> You're going to get banned from Instagram. I'm, I'm sure. That's the... Who sings Who's That Lady? Wait, I got to look it up because I... Here, I'll look it up right now. Yeah, um, we need to... It's one of those songs that everyone knows, but nobody quite knows who sings it. Oh, it's the Isley Brothers. Oh, it is. Yeah. So maybe it, it would be an issue where like one brother would say yes, and then the other brother tears would the say, family. No, apart. we need money. We need the money. We they she can't use it for free. I don't know. There's more is than there one a brother. Cover of it. I feel like if we could find a decent cover, that could work. But then, I mean, aren't there also issues with you have to you know pay the artist if you want to cover their song, oh, but I, maybe, maybe not on Instagram. I'm posting songs on Instagram completely without abandon. Sometimes they get turned off. You know, it'll, you'll, it'll turn out that the song, they don't have the rights to play the song online in like Peru or something. It's very odd, the international <laughs> copyrights. Uh, but it's the internet. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Who knew that the Isley Brothers were so litigious? I don't know. I mean, I think it's just Sony blanketly, you know, having their bots Try to block me. Well, they're depriving. I don't a lot think. Of us. I, I truly believe the Isley Brothers would be would would side with me. Isley Brothers. At least one of you is listening to this podcast on a boat. Uh, <laughs> reach out to Meredith. Get in touch with Sony. Whoever's in charge of Sony, and let's get the song. Let's, yeah, it's a beautiful video. There's upwards of nine viewers that are on the line. <laughs> People need to see this video of a dog <laughs> in a, a desk chair. And she's working. There's one part in the video where it zooms in on what she's working on. Um, and she's got a, a file open called the Paris account because <laughs> she's very sophisticated. <laughs> and it just zooms in and it just says like fine bridges and, <laughs> and perfumes. <laughs> so enchanting. Will you send me this video and I'll try to post it to Instagram? Yes. When will you post about this uh, oh, episode? Oh, with pleasure. Because people are going to be screaming about, I need to see this video. We may have to do it without the song. Who knows? It's Or we'll just fight the court case together. It's actually in a folder <laughs> in my phone called Important Videos for Life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, How is Willie doing in general? She's good. She just went to the vet. She just got her checkup. No worms. Or anything no like that. How old is she now? She's 10. 10? 
I know. She's getting into senior years. She is. And it's hard. It's pretty hard imagining. You know, I hate the idea of how lifespans don't line up. The dog and the human. Right. I want to, I want to find a way to make her live forever in some way. Like I thought about trying to contact a small town to see if I could send a bronze sculpture of her to the center of town. (laughs) And then I actually contacted, (laughs) sound crazy. I contacted a sculptor to see how much it would cost to create a a life-size replica of her, kind of like a Balto in Central Park, but a Willie. And it just would have some plaque that says like, no. You know, not famous, but just one of the greatest dogs, one of America's top doggies. And um, it was something really expensive, like eight or nine thousand dollars. And oh, good lord! I thought, well, if I were gonna ever do something like that, I would, or raise money to do something like that, I would have to like match it or something and give, you know, to a charity because it's just so indulgent. <laughs> It's the, right. I feel like, yeah, I mean, the erect. amount of dogs that could be saved for $9,000. Right. I know. But I think you do the $9,000 statue, you put it in front of a rescue and donate $9,000 to the rescue. All in, you're in $18,000. <laughs> but then kind of the guilt goes away and it kind of makes sense. Willie's out there in front of a rescue. Yeah. People are saying, who's that lady? Who is that lady, that beautiful lady? <laughs> I'll think I don't know. That. I think it's something to worth. It's something worth thinking about. And you think about like how much over the course of the rest of your life, each day, how much that would cost. What is it? A few dollars? In some ways, that means I know the day that I die. And I don't know that I can calculate (laughs) backwards. Do you know? (laughs) Are you aware of the day? (laughs) I I mean, my goal is to live to uh, 115 uh, and then have my nieces push me out of a plane. I have thought about that, you know, when you're you're above 90 or something, that's kind of the time to try weird drugs that I never did in Heroin. my life. Heroin. I plan on it. To jump out of a plane, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I don't know that I will. Yeah, I feel that. like you get to 90 and it's like, what is, there's truly nothing left to lose. Why not give all these other things a shot? Yeah, just go for it rather than just kind of sit in front of the TV or whatever, just start to really experiment with your body. Yeah, I ha- or, or I my other plan was like, I'll, I'll just, because I don't watch a lot of Law & Order, but there's a lot of them. I'm like, I'll just watch Law & Order until I die. Like back to back. <laughs> just have a constant stream in your home. Yeah. Just have it over like speakers in the kitchen. So there's just no moment <laughs> when it's bathroom. not part of your life. <laughs> a television in every single room. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad I, idea. Yeah. What else has been going on? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we just finished season two of Girls 5 Eva on Peacock, dropping weekly. Incredible show. Um, thank you, thank you. One of the funniest shows on television. Are you doing anything fun? Anything exciting? Because you've been working probably nonstop for the last year. Um, yeah, I'm going... I am going fishing in Maine. Yeah, I I've, I haven't been fishing. I don't I don't know that fishing's for me. I'm just going to really admit that to myself right now. No interest. Yeah, it's kind of meditative in a way to be out, like if you're fly fishing and um, waders and stuff, and being in the right. middle of a beautiful, uh, just like a really beautiful place. It's just like kind of a way to 
be with nature and then rip its mouth like an asshole. Yeah, I love to stand in a, a river or a body of water. So I guess I could just do that. You could do that. Get waiters and just kind of go stand in various streets and rivers. <laughs> You're going standing for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> my grandpa would take me out standing. Oh, my. my <laughs> he was an expert stander. Standing <laughs> since he was, oh, since he was two. <laughs> since he could stand up, he was standing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got my standing hat on. I've, I've got my standing pole. Walking into a sports uh, like outfitter and being like, "Where's your standing section? You know, rather standing gear." <laughs> oh, well, I mean, uh, look, we've got to talk about something else. We have to talk about something else. Obviously, I was looking forward to having Meredith Scardino on my podcast. I thought I adore Meredith. We haven't seen each other in years. We're going to catch up. We'll have a nice time and then we'll move on. Maybe we'll, you know, see each other, whatever. So I was, you know, I was a little surprised. The podcast is called I Said No Gifts, which you're fully aware of. Uh, emails have been exchanged. The podcast name is just out there. Um, I opened the front door and there was a large box waiting for me that had been shipped to me. It says, uh, please handle with care, glass on it. It says some other things that I don't want to, it might give it away to the listener what could possibly be happening in this box. And so we'll just, uh, look, Meredith, is this a gift for me? Um, it is a gift for you. Okay. Good. Fine. Uh, do you want me to open it here on the show? Would you like me to save it for later? No, I would love for you to open it. I know you don't want gifts, but um, I'm just so... I'm I'm a I'm a classy lady first, <laughs> and I lead with class. And since you had you hosted me on the podcast, I it's really a host host gift. Okay, lead with class. I lead with class. Anyone who knows me knows that I lead with class. That's the only thing that anyone can certainly say about Meredith Scardino is she always led with class. Elegance. Sometimes it's elegance. But <laughs> right now it's class. Okay, well, I'm happy to open it here. I've got my new box cutter. We'll just open this next to the mic. We love the click. We love the click. <laughs> this is so dangerous. This You're is going to go directly into the little into my... thing that keeps your peas from popping. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's like, this is a, a little screen. This is uh, in front of the microphone. We're getting behind the mic. We're clicking. And we're going to get open, get the box open here. I actually have to get off mic here to open this box. It's, this may be the largest box that's ever been sent to this podcast. So oh, really? Can I get a, a little, look at it? Yeah, I'll, I'm going to put the box cutter down. Safety first. I'm going to have to stand to show you this. <laughs> bigger than I thought. It takes up my entire seating area. So it's hard. I'm now kind of away from the microphone holding the box. Maybe I'll do it from here so we can kind of commentate. I'm going to... Oh, I'm cutting towards myself. I, the safety, this podcast, I'm really headed for a workers' comp type situation. I don't know if I'm covered by workers' comp. And this box cutter is doing very little work. Okay, here we go. We've got it. We're putting away the box cutter. We're ripping. 
ripping into the box. Oh, my <laughs> strength. Okay, now I'm putting it back on the ground. I'm away from the mic, listener. Don't panic. I'm now continuing. The box cutter didn't do enough work for me. I've got to go back off mic. He's working really hard. Oh, I should say, listener, it was kind of a large brown box. So just kind of visualize that in your mind, a shipping box. Okay, we've gotten to the second layer. Here, now we've got a bubble wrap. (laughs) Do you leave all of this in? We hope to leave as much as possible. (laughs) The listener loves to hear an adult man just kind of slowly open a box over the course of 10 minutes. Do you get panicked knowing how much, uh, you know, you have to vamp for seeing how many layers? (laughs) No, I I find an absolute thrill. I mean, this box cutter came to me. And look, now the listener is like, I thought the gift was being opened and now he's just stopping. But there was an episode uh, recently with uh, Weird Al. He had sent a thing that was so difficult for me to open without a box cutter that some listener found a mutual friend of ours and sent me this box cutter to help the situation out. But now the box cutter has only led to more conversation about the boxes getting open. So it's not really, it's not cutting down any time. I got to listen to the Weird Al one. That's We've got to, I mean, that has, I, maybe half of that episode is me just struggling to open the box. It's probably not <laughs> fair to anyone. <laughs> okay, we're opening, we're opening. We've got some bubble wrap. We might try to pop a few. Oh, that's, that's very satisfying. Okay, this is as many textures as you could get wrapping an item. We've had hard, we've had bubble, we've had, now we've got kind of a, listen to this. This is a fully artist's paradise. Ooh. We're starting to see something. We are starting to get to, I've got the back of it. So it looks like a framed object, which I cannot see the front of, and now it's going to be a full reveal for me. Oh, this is beautiful. Wait, let me try to guess at what this is, and then you can tell me. I mean, this is concrete, and there's some animal prints in it. Are they raccoon prints? Okay. This is um, on West Broadway and Franklin Street. And there's a new section of concrete I noticed recently in Manhattan, where I live. And right. I looked down, I thought it was raccoon prints in the sidewalk as it, as it dried. Right. And then I looked up animal prints, and I believe it's rat. It's rat prints. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. <laughs> These are huge. These look... Yes. Were they, were they big in person? They're about... Here, if you can see. Well, you can see. They're about this big, each one. Okay. Oh. And there's lighter ones, and there's deeper ones. <gasps> but I... Because I looked for raccoon, and raccoon has a different, like, look. And then I thought maybe squirrel, but squirrel has this dot at the end of each finger. That's the oh claw. sure the little like paw print yeah or the but little finger it print. matched rat exactly. <laughs> I hate knowing this so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely dreadful. This is just to a know. blown up picture of rat prints. Why couldn't sidewalk. I just live in the fantasy of these being raccoon prints? I th- I really thought they were raccoon. I mean, there's a chance you could take it to someone who knows foot, you know, rodent footprints better than I do. Right. 
But this is the uh, the uh, speculation of a complete amateur. I thought, oh, is it pigeon? It's surely not. A pigeon looks like a flux capacitor or something like that kind oh. of thing. <laughs> um, it's definitely rat. Meredith, I refuse to believe this. This is my. <laughs> this is why. Concrete is very heavy. It's very. It uh, is almost a quicksand. A ra- Unless the, I'm, and I am just trying to convince myself so I can look at this photo without fear. A raccoon is strong enough to get out of concrete, wet concrete. A rat would have been trapped there and they, it would have been a little rat skeleton sitting there. Well, how do we know that didn't happen and they had to chip away the rat skeleton in the morning? <laughs> we don't know. Now, oh it's just, I think it's, I would love to talk to a construction worker because I wonder if it's sort of a known thing. Hey, don't let concrete dry by itself overnight because you're going to get oh, rat prints. Oh, that makes me want to throw up. It's right in front of the Maman. Do you, guys, do you know Maman? I'm not the familiar with that. The beautiful cafe. Um, it's right there. Oh, that's not, not so good go for the cafe. Check it out. Uh, West Broadway, Franklin, <laughs> west side of the street. No, east side, east side of the street. Did I explain to the listener that this is a photograph of Prince and Concrete? I don't even remember. I think I was so jolted uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I just immediately started trying to speculate on what I was looking at. <laughs> but okay, so this could be rats. And you took this photo. It's a beautiful photo. It's an okay photo. I took it. I was just marveling at it, wondering what it was. I was like, is there a raccoon in the city? This is so interesting. I took a picture. And then I thought you would love it because... <laughs> <laughs> I've long admired your Instagram, which is just like <laughs> photos of trash. And then a caption that says something like, I knew, you know, <laughs> the photographer has to act fast when he sees inspiration, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> when I captured this shot, I was thinking of you or whatever it was. And I just thought you would appreciate it. I appreciate it on such a deep level, despite the rat thing. That rat is my number one fear. Really? Rats terrify me. I had one in first grade and it escaped and got rabies and lived in our garage. <laughs> and <laughs> how, do you, how do you know it got rabies? I mean, I think that's, uh, that's a little speculation on my part. But, you know, you get out of the cage and go live in the garage. Uh, I think rabies are just part of the equation at that point. And now, had you bonded with it? I guess I had. You know, it was one of these situations... I. It was like the peak of Ninja Turtles fever, and I asked my mom for an, a turtle, and for whatever reason, she thought, no, you can have a, you know, the rat is in the Ninja Turtles as well. She thought that was a cleaner pet. She thought, she was afraid oh. I was going to get salmonella poisoning from the turtle, which... How do you get I, that? If you I, eat I, it? There must have been some wave of that happening at it? some point. Yeah, I guess if you don't cook it well enough, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but we ended up with a rat named Splinter that just escaped and then lived in the garage. Was and, it uh, white? No. Oh, even thinking about it now makes me a little sick. It was brown. And truly, God bless. I know people, a lot of rat owners love their rats. They uh, apparently make a decent pet, but absolutely not for me. Just scares the hell out of me. What? Okay. Because I think I've thought about this, that we have a bias against you know, animals that are not as adorable as mm-hmm. other animals. And we right. find them gross when they're just as nice as, say, a squirrel. Or, or a rabbit. Or a rabbit. But but you knew a rat. I thought, <laughs> I thought I knew I a thought rat. Maybe, maybe it's the betrayal 
that it I left think that's you. really what happened. I think it was my first heartbreak. It was. And so these rat prints remind you of a rat that only <laughs> left a sign of itself and then disappeared from your life. Went and found a Snickers bar in the garage to live off of. Would rather live in a garage than with you. (laughs) Yeah, rats. uh, I mean, I look, I know we are biased towards cute animals, but rats also have, they've got a lot of uh, crimes in their past. Oh, yeah, plagues. plagues. (laughs) Just various diseases that they continue to spread. Mosquitoes. Yeah, those kind of things that carry other things. It's hard for people to to not have like a, some kind of innate, like protect, you know, protective thing that probably goes back to like trying to keep our, our, our caves clean of disease right. back in the day. <laughs> right. But it is, I have, but I do think like, I don't want to know a rat really, but I kind of also <laughs> want to know a rat a little bit because I also, it's, you know, cross the street when I am on the sidewalk and a rat runs in front of me, I'll like go across the street or I'll walk down the center of the street a lot in the middle of summer in Manhattan because there's just Ooh. so many rats everywhere on the sides. I had an extremely close encounter with a rat when I was living in New York. Like o- opening the garbage can in front of the apartment building and the rat is there, <laughs> crawls out. I throw the lid of the garbage can, run inside shaking. Uh, that was the end of the road for me. My biggest rat-based fear is it's a summer night. I'm wearing flip-flops and a skirt. Oh. And it ends with the rat (laughs) somehow inside my vagina. Like, it (laughs) runs up my foot, up my leg, and then just (laughs) finds a new home. It has nowhere to go. I'm so scared of that. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. It's probably happened to someone. That's what I think. I mean, I think if I really think if you can think of something, it's probably happened. Yeah. That's like when you see the side of, you know, of a product and it says something insane, like don't don't eat this light bulb or whatever. It's like so <laughs> someone ate the light bulb at one point. Right. Otherwise they wouldn't have had to put that warning on there. <laughs> exactly. And so that's I'm certain a rat has run up a vagina at some point. I'm sure. I don't know. And then what do you do? Well, this reminds me of this other story. That's very famous and very interesting, I think. In, I think it was England in, I'm going to say 1700s or maybe early 1800s. But um, there was a woman who gave birth to rabbits. <laughs> like 17 rabbits. This and is a documented thing? This is a thing. This is a lady that gave birth to rabbits. And <laughs> a couple like medical highly respected medical professionals or scientists of the day like certified it as she this is real this woman gave birth to rabbit parts not not full rabbits that were alive Wait, they, rabbit were dead, parts? they were dead rabbit parts okay just ears and legs and i don't know it just like a bunch of rabbit parts it's just it and it was certified as like this is real this is a this is a, a miracle some crazy um, anomaly of this person. And then years later, maybe not, maybe it wasn't years later, but maybe it was just like one scientist being like, I don't think so, Mill. <laughs> and um, <laughs> they uh, dissected the rabbits and found grass in their stomachs. Oh, so it proved no. that the, the rabbits had lived <laughs> elsewhere. But so there was this lady, I think her name was, her last name is Toph. 
to look her up. Mary taught me the woman rabbits birth. The woman who claimed to give birth to rabbits. Um, Mary Toft. I was close. Mary Toft? Uh, yeah, Mary Toft in 18th century. Anyway, but she did this. Just to... I mean, what other things had she done to be famous before this? Like, how desperate had she gotten that she... I don't know. That's a great question. Do we have any idea how many uh, rabbits were up there? Yeah, it... Um, I've read about it. I actually told someone about it once at a dinner party and there was a, a woman there who was an artist who makes puppets and she made these like beautiful puppets of the whole scene of a woman with rabbits. Oh, no way. <laughs> Eventually in some of her art. Um, it was in the 1700s, 1726. She was 24 or 25 years old. That's anything. Her career had fizzled out. <laughs> she was considered an old crone at 24 <laughs> and needed to get desperate. <laughs> wow, many rabbits. Oh, and it happened over many dates. So this is interesting. So there's <laughs> a guy named John Howard. Who's he? I think this was the medical professional. He wrote a guy and said, sir, I don't know who he wrote. Since I wrote you... Um, I have taken or delivered the poor woman of three more rabbits, <laughs> all three half grown. Oh, and the last had leaped 23 hours in the uterus before it died. Jesus. Oh. 11 rabbits. 11? As soon as the 11th rabbit was taken <laughs> away, up leaped the 12th rabbit. Rabbit is spelled with an E-T in this for some reason, which is now leaping. Oh, I guess some of them were alive. My Lord. Oh, my God. Mary Toft, mother of 12. I might just have to make this show. Yeah, absolutely. About her. Some of the rabbits were alive. That's incredible. It is. I mean, it's remarkable Poor that... rabbits. I mean, only a single doctor was able to kind of pipe up and be like, maybe not. <laughs> Everyone else was on board. This also says... She has but 10 days more to go, so I do not know how many rabbits may be behind. <laughs> <laughs> there could be infinite rabbits within this one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. I wonder what happened to her after this. What an idiot that this guy believed her. <laughs> I know. Well, probably after the fifth or sixth rabbit, you have to kind of start believing. Yes. It's going to be like, well, I guess they're in there. I guess they're in there. They just keep coming out. Wow. Anyway. I wonder if uh, they were rabbit babies. I mean, certainly, they must have been rabbit babies. This 12 full size rabbits. My guess is tough. this woman found a litter. All right. It's like, oh, I know it all too. <laughs> Finally, the opportunity has come. Oh, it's awful. Uh, well, this is a beautiful piece of art for me. I mean, if I can just kind of shift my thoughts towards raccoon, and these do, despite whatever you say, Look like they could be raccoon paws. Uh, Look, there. I also didn't investigate. There's a chance, I would say, albeit a very small one, that there could be like a chihuahua paw. Oh, interesting. That could right. be thrown in in the mix. But I was stunned by how much it matched rat. And then it made <laughs> sense to me that it, I just imagine the setting of these guys like, all right, good day's work, guys. All right, let's, let's just. But caution tape around it. Everyone will respect that. <laughs> and then 
And then this rat family comes along. Yeah. So what's the closest encounter you've had with a rat? Um, just many running in front of my feet over and over right. again. Or running under my table at outdoor dining oh, or something. That, that'll just ruin a day. Yeah. And I also have really good, like if there's a term for being a meteorologist about if but I will rats? see rats, I know <laughs> the temp... I, I can walk outside and immediately say, this is a night where I will see many rats or <laughs> we're safe tonight. We will not see rats. You just standing in front of a green screen pointing to different parts of the city. Yeah. I mean, like I truly would ha- happily work for New York One if they need to do a rat report. We've got a front coming in from the north. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just rats. I can just tell. I just know it in my bones. I'm always right. <laughs> That's a plague. That's just a plague you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, maybe. Oh, uh, well, this is beautiful. And I do I actually do need more art to hang in my house. So this is perfect. I have a really hard time deciding what to put on walls. I'll put this in an area where like I know where it'll be and it won't remind me of rats that often. Oh, good. Yeah. Or you could also hang it if you have a garage. You could hang it in the garage to remind oh, you of it. But I feel splinter. like that's calling the rats towards the garage. <laughs> you think they they'll they'll notice themselves? <laughs> It becomes kind of a rat art gallery. (laughs) Well, I tried to um, frame it as beautifully as I could. It's really stunning. It's really just a beautiful photo in a frame. I mean, it looks like you just found a piece of art to send to me rather than took a photo of rat paw prints and then sent it to me. It's stunning. And people can, uh, you know, it's art. So people can choose to take away what they want. And I'm taking away its raccoon paws. I'm happy to get behind that, if you are. (laughs) That delusion. I think it's time to play a game. Oh, yeah. Do you want to play a game? Actually, let's see. I feel like we should play a game called Gift or a Curse. It's been a minute. We're going to play that game. Okay. I need a number between one and ten from you. Um, Four. Okay. I have to do some light calculating to get the game pieces we'll be playing with. So... For the time being, you have the mic. You can promote. You can recommend. You can do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Okay. Wait, maybe I'll just talk about Bridger since he's away. I worked with Bridger on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. And he's very, very, very funny. And I've always loved Bridger. And uh, I like that he has a podcast now. And I love his Instagram where he shows off the gifts that his guests bring with white gloves, but but with like a violent bent, the way he manhandles the gifts. It's it's very, very funny and disturbing and wonderful. Meredith, um, yeah, that's very sweet. <laughs> but listener, you should watch Girls 5 Eva. That's, Meredith, I mean, we already spoke about it, but it's phenomenal. Thank you. I, w- I would love if people, you know what? If you don't have Peacock because you have a hundred other streamers, <laughs> I get it. I will say there's a trial. There should be a week free trial. But even if you're not willing to do the week free trial, like it's $5 a month. And so if you buy it, it's like a one cup of coffee. I mean, if you, if you, if you amortize it for like what it would be per day, it's penny. Kind of in the way that you're doing with the bronze statue of Willie. Exactly. I mean, it's much more economical than a bronze it's statue not $18, of my, <laughs> my dog. But it's the kind of, I feel like if you're going to get a streamer, 
sign up for the free trial and then forget about it for the rest of your life and just see it on your credit card all the time. <laughs> this is a good one because it's it's the cheapest one. <laughs> and at least your credit card statement says a bird. It's yeah. the type of bird you get reminded of all the yeah, time. Yeah, it seems like you're from an, you know, belong to an Autobahn society. It's very, it's very <laughs> sophisticated. <laughs> so I would, I would say give it a shot. There's also a lot of other great programming, but... If you love, okay, enough chilling for the peacock. Yeah. <laughs> Girls Five Eva's wonderful, Girls but Eva's Meredith secretly is Mrs. Peacock, uh, owner <laughs> of the Peacock Network. <laughs> I forgot to mention that up top, and I apologize. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Meredith? This is how gift or a curse works. I'm going to name three things. And then you're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And okay. I'm going to tell you if you're right or wrong because there are correct answers and you can lose this game in a huge way. Okay. Does that make sense? You just break and stomp my gift at the end if, you, if I lose. <laughs> I have a baseball bat right off camera here. <laughs> I thought you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, first up. So, yeah. Tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. Uh, number one, this is a listener suggestion. And the listener declined uh, to be named. I, I feel like the email pointed out a particular person whose last name, whatever. Uh, the listener suggested changing the pronunciation of your last name. Gift or a curse? Okay. I'm going to say gift because, guys, all names are made up. So who's to say what's right? I, I, but also, having worked for Stephen Colbert, Half of his family goes by Colbert. Oh, right. And he's Colbert. So I and I'm and I'm solidly in his camp all the time because I love him. So I will say it's a gift because that that name is is exciting. It's wonderful. It's do, a do, nice do whatever turn you on want. Colbert. Do whatever you want with your name. I don't care. <laughs> Meredith, you're correct. I it's absolutely a gift. I'm as someone with two deeply uh, confusing first and last name. I've really come to accept. It's all nonsense, and I'm not precious at all about names. Sure, change the pronunciation of your last name. Play with it. Have a little fun. I could become Bridger Weiniger, uh, Bridger Weinajaw, Bridger Weinaga. I mean, it's a fun little thing you can do at any point in your life. And uh, why not? Names are nonsense. I say go for it. It's just two random mixes of letters. Sure, change the pronunciation. I don't care. Okay, you've got one. That's very impressive. Let's see what, how you do. For some reason, this next listener is also just anonymous. And, uh, you know, if I just forgot to type your name in, don't come after me. It's not my problem. Maybe they're a coward. Let's just assume this next person, this coward, suggested. <laughs> next coward. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gift or a curse, the county fair. Well, I'm going to say gift. Well, wait, here's the problem. I've never been to one. So all I know are the things I've read or seen, you know, news clips of, you know, hey, there's a deep fried butter you can eat at the right. you know, uh, Wisconsin State Fair or something like that. And I guess I'm, I might say curse only because I feel like there's a lot of very unhealthy food and... <laughs> You know, they, per, you know, there's pig stuff where I feel like the pigs made a terrible end. Maybe after they get a, a blue ribbon, they, they don't get spared, right? I think that they go on, uh, they uh, win a home 
and uh, car. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a sweepstakes for pigs. Uh, yeah. Sets them I up mean, for life. If it's a sweepstakes for pigs, then it's, um, what was the, it was a blessing? No, not a, a gift. A or gift, a gift, sorry. Gift. Get on board. Shit. Um, it was, it's a gift. <laughs> but if it's, if the pig doesn't, <laughs> doesn't get like a brand new, um, you know, uh, dinette set or something. I would say, I would say <laughs> Wins it's a curse. the showcase showdown. <laughs> I would say it's a curse. Meredith wrong. Ah! Oh, county fair is a gift. I've never been to one. I've been to a state fair. Oh, that's what uh, I'm thinking. Which I think is a little bit, I feel like the state fair is a little bit trashier or something. I feel like there's a lot more concrete involved with the state fair. There's a lot of blankets, like fleece blankets with Marilyn Monroe on them being sold. That is a curse, but the county fair seems so quaint. There's the blue ribbon. I feel like there's the pie contest. We've got Charlotte spinning spider's webs. I have to imagine that. I don't think Charlotte was at the state fair. That was certainly a county fair. You know, I was thinking you meant state fair, which I should have Oh, well, don't the backpedaling begin. You're right. I'm just trying to be a good student and get a better grade. I'm just trying to work you right now until you give me the right, the right You got it wrong. It's like I'm the fair is a gift. Uh, it might just be my imagination and maybe going to one would change my mind, but I love the county fair. I love to mm. think of the county fair and Babe. Yeah, well, actually, what, what did Babe do? In the movie, did he go to a fair or was he just part of some sort of pig competition? I don't know, but I mean... He ends up in the city at some point. I just recently heard that that movie's good. I've heard Babe, Pig in the City is a good movie. I'm sure it's a good movie. <laughs> Apparently people love it. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, no, Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like Babe helps round up the other pigs. Probably. Like you know, in a or Ferdinand-style way. Try to escape. <laughs> uh, the listener's probably furious about me not knowing the plot of Babe. Forgive me. I remember there being three mice that sing. That was cute. Okay, so you've gotten one right and one wrong. Uh, whatever. And now, finally, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gift or a curse. And this is, again, from a listener with a name, which is exciting. Someone named Colby. Accidentally replying all gift or a curse. Okay, I'm going to say gift, but I'm going to say it's a gift to others. It's <laughs> usually hilar- hilarious what happened. <laughs> and it's one of those things that's just part of life. It's embar- you know, humiliation and embarrassment is part of life and accidents. Hopefully it didn't hurt someone's feelings too much, but uh, I would say it's a gift to other people who get to hear the story generally. But, it's a, but it is a curse if it happens to you. It's terrible. Well, you have to pick one or the other. You're going I'm gonna with I'm going to say gift. it's a gift. I'm going to go gift. You're right. Of course. Of course. I think even... Look, in the moment, the accidental reply all, what a horrible feeling. Mm. But the truth comes out. Yes. The truth was going to come out at some point anyway. Why not just have it spill out by accident? Just lay it out there. You know, yeah, yeah. cold hard truths. (laughs) We should all be replying all, all the time. I agree. Reply all from your heart. Uh, I feel like... Sure, it's probably a horrible and probably has ruined a lot of lives and has devastated people uh, in all kinds of ways. But I feel like, yes, I know in my heart it's a gift. We love to hear about somebody replying all and uh, embarrassing themselves or pointing out a flaw in someone else. It's an x-ray. 
It's ultimately an X-ray into the person, and we love it. A gift. It's an X. It's an X-ray that reveals the rabbits inside. <laughs> the ugly truth. She replied all uh, she with those rabbits. Was <laughs> <laughs> trying to dovetail. I don't know that it worked. Or callback. Mary Toft. That's a. It's Mary a. It's Toft. a confusing, muddled callback uh, <laughs> that I really appreciate. Actually. <laughs> okay. Two out of three, not bad. You got a nice 66%. Uh, mm. People have done worse. Okay, uh, this is the final segment of the podcast. This is called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Every one of them has some problem that I end up dealing with. The guest has to deal with it. I, uh, I mean, I say this every time. My listeners have, it's actually out of control how many issues people have surrounding gifts and social situations. Uh, but I've solved every one of them perfectly, so that's good. Will you help me answer a question? would love to. Okay, let me get into to the thing here. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Dear Bridger and extremely disrespectful guest, a week before Mother's Day, my husband and kids surprised me in advance with two tickets to see Hamilton. They were all so proud and totally impressed with themselves with the gift of Broadway. Scratch that. Off-Broadway, as I live in the Midwest, and any production in St. Louis is not considered Broadway to me. Okay. Uh, I also <laughs> note... No, I mean, I, She's already issues. disappointed with the gift. Because <laughs> she's like, this is not quite Broadway. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> this is very... I mean, I'm, uh, I'm going to reserve my thoughts and opinions uh, for this email to the very end because uh, uh, my heart is racing. Let's just say my heart is racing. <laughs> Okay, so I also noticed that he spent a ludicrous amount of money, $450, through a third-party ticket agency, and it was non-refundable. Then had the nerve to say I could take anyone I wanted, and I was like, <laughs> I'm not offering a friend a $225 ticket on a Wednesday night to an off-way Broadway rendition of Hamilton. Like, I could have watched this on Disney with the original Broadway cast. Okay. Uh, I made my husband go with me, and the tickets were second to last row at the top. We managed to move to lower seats and enjoyed the show. The dilemma I'm in, so that's not exactly the dilemma, apparently. The dilemma I'm in is what do I get this man for Father's Day? He orders stuff for himself on the, on the daily from Amazon. It's now boiled down to cologne. What can I get a guy who gets everything for himself? Hints, he loves the St. Louis Cardinals, St. Louis Blues, and two-button polos. Thanks in advance for your help, Ellen. Okay, so basically what we've gotten, the information about this man makes him Seem like he's a store in the St. Louis airport. Uh, but, okay, so this person, what are we talking about? That's a lovely gift that the okay. family gave her. The two tickets she to Hamilton. She hates the gift. She absolutely, her children and husband script and save for months to buy these tickets. But she thinks he's very wasteful because, wasteful. Of, the, because of the surcharge. The, she's a Broadway snob. She's a Broadway, you know, she could have, in in the amount of money that they spent for the surcharge, she could have gotten the flight. Sounds like alone to New York is what she really well, wants. Well, she's going to have, she's going to be on a lot of flights alone if she keeps <laughs> acting like this. I mean, I feel like if she doesn't know what to get him and he has everything, maybe divorce paper. <laughs> kind Just of on like a, a Cardinal's stationery. Maybe on Cardinal's stationery. Do, you, do they ever do themed stationery for divorce papers? That's a, a business I could get into. Sharks, today I bring to you my business. Just, uh, <laughs> just to sort of lighten it up a little, you know? 
It's on, but it's on your favorite team stationery. <laughs> you can't be mad. You can't be mad. You get to keep the stationery. This is basically like going to the game. <laughs> okay, first of all, well, I think I've already said first of all a bunch of times, but I've just had a lot of first of all opinions about, did I even say it's from Ellen? Ellen, the Broadway, this is a Broadway tour. These are good performers. That's a world-class show. Yeah, yeah, let's not spit on them. Yeah, I'm sure it was a fantastic show and you've just got a horrible attitude. I think that, okay, I think it's hard when you have expectations for a present generally, you know? Right. I don't know if she had expectations for an amazing present or not. It sounds like she did. But I do think it's always, if you do, you're almost always let down. Yes, because it's supposed to be a surprise. So it shouldn't be your expectations. Right. Maybe it's the fact that maybe the surcharge, something about that is is making me think, because I recently just bought tickets to see Into the Woods and I had to spend a lot more on StubHub. To get oh, that sure. Because sure. I did it last minute, kind right. of not last minute, but like it was also a short run. But so maybe they were immediately, you know, all bought up immediately. So and they were all always like that. But there's a chance that maybe what's bothering her is that he bought it probably the night before Mother's Day. And so there was a lack <laughs> oh, of Oh, so she's thinking if you had thought about me. Maybe that could be behind it. Because maybe if, she if, works if at a box office. Really, <laughs> because if he had really planned and thought and and you know put a lot of effort in, it there might not have been that big surcharge. Right. And then that makes perfect you know, sense. It would have felt like he he considered her more. So maybe she's just feeling taken granted. I don't know. No, I think you've uh, gotten right to the heart of this, and it makes me think that Ellen is a ticket saleswoman, and she works at the <laughs> box office, and she's pissed that he didn't go to her, and she she sees these third party apps or whatever kind of coming for her job. Mm. And it was a sore spot for her. It is. And meanwhile, she's in a husband with three interests, one which is two-button polos. I don't even know what that means. Is that uh, is there a polo with... Three? Tons of buttons. And is that is that considered to be like a whore's polo? They <laughs> <laughs> have button. a whole collection of whore's the polos. The third button. It goes down to four inches still above the nipples. <laughs> I have a polo that goes to the groin. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was just a button down. But, but it does connect with the bottom. Yes, it's just a still, tiny bit of fabric. You have to put it on over your head. <laughs> it's that J-Lo dress. Uh, she was wearing officially a polo to the uh, Grammys in 2002. That's, uh, I believe that was a 50-button polo. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe Ellen, because I feel like you have issues about the present because you don't like the present. So maybe if he's a Cardinals fan, you should get him ticket the worst seats to a Cardinals <laughs> game in the worst town. That's a, and an wait away for the last game, minute. An away game. You Spend I mean? like three grand on this ticket. Yeah, away game. You buy him 20 minutes before, so you, the scalper really gets you cash. Yeah. yeah. And then see how he feels. See how Dave feels about that. I will say whenever you're playing some kind of experiment with the other person, it never works. They don't notice. Like, he'll just be like, <laughs> thanks, honey. I love it. And you're doing all this work. 
you're doing all this math in your brain thinking it's going to have this amazing... And it doesn't work. <laughs> well, it's because you're dealing... Uh, I mean, in this situation, Ellen's dealing with somebody, the husband who woke up from a nap the night before Mother's Day and remembered and just got on StubHub and bought these expensive tickets to a show that neither of them actually wanted to see. So it's kind of... This marriage is crumbling. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's beyond repair, but I think it, you know, there's, there's an attitude adjustment. Yeah, they're at the point where the couple's therapist is no longer like gung-ho about saving. And it's a little bit more speaking carefully about how this could end. <laughs> That's just uh, just how I'm getting the. I mean, Ellen reached reached out obviously to the right right source with this podcast, and she's gotten all of the advice that she could possibly use. I could talk about this for another hour, though. I'm just saying, <laughs> Ellen gave us a lot to unpack. I mean, I could have just read the first half of that email and said, Ellen, it's time to respect these uh, performers. They're on but tour. But I also think I will say, and like my partner Andrew, he's bought me some terrible presence Such because as. he he waits at the last minute i also am a last minute person but i think that i'm somehow i think i still pull it out and get something really good you just think you're that <laughs> sometimes thoughtful. sometimes he'll it'll be like christmas eve and he'll run out and then come back <laughs> with a, a collection of odd items that clearly came from one store like they're all in one and like, it's like plastic bag like it, on christmas i'll open this thing and it's like oh this is an $80 Japanese washcloth. <laughs> like, okay, great. It's beautiful. <laughs> I don't need this. But thank you. I know you panicked. <laughs> I know you panicked. Just write a thoughtful card at that point. I know, yeah. So, I don't know. I would give, I would give this guy a pass. Give him one pass. If you end up at uh, Hamilton again next year, uh, this is a pattern. And... Uh, <laughs> It's time to start thinking about it. I mean, maybe next year he takes you to New York. I mean, maybe he, he hears this podcast and it devastates him and he knows that he's uh, on borrowed time. Right. Maybe kids you, can are crying. Tell, you can tell what the dir- direction his efforts are going if you just keep getting progressively one row closer to the stage <laughs> with every mother. Until day. eventually he's uh, <laughs> King George. He's singing right into your eyes. <laughs> Oh, he gets down and asks you to marry him again. It's so romantic. Mm. I mean, this this could go in a lot of directions for Ellen and Dave. And uh, we wish him the best. Yes, I wish them, I wish you guys the best. Meredith, we answered the question perfectly on a variety of levels. It was a perfect answer. And hopefully, <laughs> yeah, a perfect answer. And I'm sure the listeners are going, a bunch of listeners are having this exact problem. And now they can apply that advice to their own lives. And uh, it could lead to a divorce epidemic, for all we know. Uh, I would love if you and I became sort of ethicists. Is that right? <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Where we, sure. fielded, we fielded questions. We should have a uh, I would like that. radio call-in show. Yes, that would be great. I mean, this is just the, the beginning of that. I can only feel it coming. And uh, Ellen, thank you for reaching out. Your problem has been solved. And Meredith, now I have a beautiful piece of art to hang in my home. Can I see it? Of course. Have you not seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet because I, I, well, I mean, I've seen the, the photo, but I didn't see what it ended up looking like framed. You see, let's see. Still in plastic. It's hard to tennis. show. Let's see. Does that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Looks great. 
It's very sweet. It is sweet. That rat or raccoon may be dead, but it left a, its mark on the greatest city in the world. It's sort of like, you know, it's Hollywood Walk of Fame or whatever, where you put your <laughs> It had a whole your ceremony. Hand. It had a whole little ceremony. <laughs> it paid the $25,000 fee. And <laughs> That's what it is. Entertainment Tonight was there. Mm-hmm. A little um, rat Nancy O'Dell is there. Rat <laughs> Billy Bush is there. <laughs> Billy Bush will do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've just had a wonderful time with you here. This has just been spectacular. And uh, I uh, thank you for sending this lovely gift. Hey. Oh, so you turned around. You're not mad at me anymore. I'm, uh, you know, we got through, we went through a variety of things. We basically got married and divorced with Aaron's email, uh, Ellen's email. And uh, I feel like this is something I'm going to cherish. So maybe what Ellen, maybe Ellen beings hating her presence so much made you appreciate the act of gift giving that I gave you that gift. And so it made Did you appreciate Did you send it. Ellen's email? <laughs> I, I calculated the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And uh, listener, this is the end of the podcast. Listener. <laughs> what do you want me to call them? I just like that it maybe it's just one person. <laughs> <laughs> There's a single person sitting in a quiet booth somewhere in the Midwest. Oh, that's our. Oh yes, I forgot. Thank you. That's aspirational for me for someone to listen to this while on a boat. Uh, if you do listen to it on a boat, please reach out. Uh, let the world know that you're listening to a podcast while at sea, or at lake, or at pond, whatever it takes, or at boat store, <laughs> <laughs> or a boat show, or at boat show. <laughs> We can't count out the boat show audience. We would love to. <laughs> I want to. I would love to do a boat show. I, I we'll do a live show from a boat show. Uh, I can be in, you know, kind of a ski boat recording with my guests. So that's That'd be a, great. a new goal. For sound, you'd have to keep the tarp on and be underneath. <laughs> Just telling everyone to shut up all the time. <laughs> Just turn down that public domain rock music. <laughs> <laughs> that you're blasting from the new Chaparral 38-foot bow rider. That's something we're all going to look forward to in the future. I said no gifts at the boat show. But until then, the show is over. The podcast is done. You've spent an hour or so with us today, and I hope you've had the time of your life. And I hope that you uh, this energy can continue for at least another few minutes during your day before things go south and you are in a terrible mood. Uh, We'll talk again next week. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by John Bradley. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? But I invited you here. I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home. So how
Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit ExactlyRightStore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!